do you find yourself constantly worrying about money, where it's going to come from, how you're going to pay your bills, if you're going to have enough? This is common as business owners, but this is not what God calls us to. In today's episode, we're going to talk all about how to stop worrying over provision and instead look to the one who provides. If you're feeling God call you to pivot life as you know it by leaving your career plans to start an online business and you're terrified of how you'd ever actually pull that off, then you're a mama with a calling and this is the podcast for you. Here's where we'll talk about everything from choosing the right business and running it as a mom to biblical inspiration and motivation to conquer your fears. Because even though it's causing you some anxiety, you're also excited because you know God's calling you to it. And that means you're headed to a life with more joy, fulfillment, and purpose like you've always wanted. Hi, I'm Alexia Carrillo, fellow Mama with the Calling, and I'm passionate about helping other moms like you step into their calling and not stay stuck in their career for fear of going against the grain. I believe it's okay to pivot and follow God's calling on your life without the guilt or shame for not doing what the world says you should do. This is the Mama with the Calling podcast where we'll figure out how you can actually make this wild calling on your life become a reality. Let's grab some coffee and dive in. Hey, so before we get into today's episode, I wanted to ask you to leave a review on Apple Podcasts if you haven't already. If you love the show and if it's blessed you or impacted your life in some way, then leaving a review on Apple Podcasts is a great way to support the show because it helps us be found by other women that need this message. And it also gives me feedback on what you all think of the content that I'm putting on here. So to do that, just head over to Apple Podcasts. Find Mama with a Calling and then scroll down to the bottom there and you'll see a place to be able to leave a review. It takes like two minutes. So if you could do that, that would be amazing. And it would be such a testimony of how God is using this show as other women find it and decide if they want to listen to it. And I can't wait to see what you guys have to say about how the show is impacting you and how God is using it in your lives, because I've heard from many of you and I just hear amazing things. So I just would love if you guys could do that for the show and to get it out there and just leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Okay, now let's get into today's topic. Today, I wanted to talk about worrying about money, right? This is a common feeling among entrepreneurs, and it's definitely something that comes up a lot in the beginning of your entrepreneurship journey. And especially if you've quit your job, as you quit your job and end up at home, the fear around money can become a very real and present thing because suddenly your income is no longer attached to your salary that you had before or to a job. You're not trading time for money like you used to. And it just feels kind of scary. And even if you are doing well and you've got your business going and things are fine, there can still be moments where you have a financial, I guess, scare or like something comes up that you need to pay for. And what I want to talk to you about today is how to shift your perspective when you have those financial moments, those moments of of worry or doubt around money, thinking that you're not going to have enough, that kind of thing, and how we can look at that differently. Because this came up for me recently in that something came up that we needed to have a big chunk of money for, and I didn't see how we were going to get that money um, extra, like into our budget. Yes, we have savings and things, but it wasn't something that I didn't want to take from our savings. I want, you know, it's like, how can we make this happen and not do that? And 
what I found was a whole bunch of things that God had to teach me about that. And I just want to share that with you, what happened to me during that process and how you can take this into your own life and use it whenever something like this happens to you. So what I found was that in that moment, I was, I had all this worry about whether I was going to be able to get the money. How was I going to be able to do that? And I found my mind start going wild and thinking about all the different ways I could figure out how to make money and I could hustle this way and hustle that way and all this kind of stuff. And a part of me, though, knew that that wasn't the right response. But maybe you can relate where it's almost like your brain just go. it's like autopilot or something. It just switches over and you start hustling and frantically figuring out what to do next. And, and you start thinking about all these things in your own, in your own power and your own ability. But also, if you think about it, like, why do we have fear when that happens? Why do we have fear that we're not going to have the money we need for whatever it is? It's a very real thing, right? Like we need money to pay bills, but where does the fear come from? Why is there fear around money? And what occurred to me as I was talking this out with God is that it's that really the fear comes from us looking ahead. We are looking ahead to some bill or something that's due in a couple of weeks or at the end of the month or, or something like that. We're actually looking ahead. But is that what scripture actually tells us, right? Jesus explains when he talks about the Lord's Prayer, he says, give us this day our daily bread, learning to rely on God daily. And he says later in in Matthew 6, 25 through 34, he says that, you know, don't worry about tomorrow for tomorrow worry about itself, like worry about today, as in, do you have what you need for today? God has given you what you need for today. So the worry comes when you're thinking about what about tomorrow and what about the next day? But when we do that, we're missing the fact that we have what we already need for today. Are you good with today? Do you have what you need? If you are, then why do we have this worry about tomorrow and the next day or the next week or whatever? Because if there are a bunch of days between here and there, then God has the chance to provide for us in that way. But I think this is a tactic Uh, that the enemy uses to twist our thoughts. But it's also what we're just used to thinking. We are focused on the provision itself. We're looking at our account and we're using our logic and we don't see how they're going to line up. And so we're taking our eyes off the provider and focusing on the provision only. And that's what the enemy wants us to do, right? He wants us to focus on the money and how we can do it and how it's not enough and da, 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 and forget and take our mind off of God can and will and does provide for us because the father knows what you need before you even ask and he wants to provide because when you ask and then receive you feel seen and loved by God you are aware that he is providing for you Every one of those experiences, when you pray for something and you are in serious need, right? You're praying for something. You're pouring your heart out to God saying, I need help with this. And then he actually provides and answers that prayer. You, every single time you are building that relationship with him, you are becoming more and more aware that he is providing. Every one of those experiences is showing you more of who he is And it's solidifying in your heart that you can trust him. So of course, God wants these moments. He wants to provide for you and he wants you to ask so that he can provide for you. And so they're all kind of twisted together because he wants to provide. He wants to build that close, loving relationship with you. And you see that all throughout scripture where God wants his people 
to know him, to trust him, and to know he will take care of them and provide for them. And that includes you. I think sometimes we think that it doesn't include us or something, but it includes us. You know, think about the time when they were in the wilderness, you know, my go to story here. But think about the time when they were when the children of Israel were in the wilderness. And they needed to learn how to rely on him daily. They were coming out of a life where they had to work hard for their livelihood. Sound familiar? Your career, it, it kind of, condi- it, it did not, it kind of, it conditioned you to be in, in this mindset of, I create my own way. I work hard for my money. It's all dependent on me. I mean, our whole lives are trained that way, right? You need to get a job. You need to go to college. You can do the things. So you can make the money so you can survive, Right. And the children of Israel were doing the same thing, except they were in a slave situation, but they had to work so hard for their livelihood and God needed to change their heart from relying on themselves to relying on him. He was, he wanted them to be able to trust him and know deep down that he would take care of them. What if God is doing the same for you? What if instead of seeing financial struggles and immediately worrying and hitting the drawing board with all the ideas for how you're going to get the money, what if you stopped and first took inventory? Do you have what you need for today? Does your business have the money it needs to pay what it needs today? Does your family have food? Yes, there may be an impending bill coming up and you don't see how it's going to happen. You don't even understand how it could possibly pass. But God knows that you have that bill. And every day is another chance for him to provide. Maybe even last minute, like he did with Abraham and Isaac. Remember that this is where Abraham is, to, is God tells Abraham to take Isaac up and sacrifice him. And this is the one son that God had promised him. And now he finally has it. Yet God asked him to sacrifice. But Abraham is obedient, even though you know his heart is breaking because this is his son that he wanted so badly. And at the last minute, I mean, like he's raising his knife to do the sacrifice and Isaac laying there and, you know, he's he's like a teenager. He's not like a baby, but he's still. And then at that moment, then God says, no, and don't harm him. I now know that you're obedient. Here's the ram. He provides for him at the very last moment. And I think that's interesting because he could have provided at any step along the way. He had to go on a journey and like up a mountain to be able to do this. He could have taken like half a day or however many steps and been like, okay, he was going to do it. And God just says, no, 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 I I can tell you were going to be obedient. But no, he waits until the last minute because he wanted to see his heart. He wanted to know if he really, really was committed to obeying God over and above anything. And this is where Abraham, the Bible first calls God Jireh, provider, Because now Abraham knew that God would provide. He experienced that provision from God and that would go with him for the rest of his life. He had faith in God to get right to the end and trusting that God would provide somehow, um, even though he couldn't have imagined how. I mean, how was he going to ever guess that there was going to be a ram stuck in a bush and he was going to be able to use it or that God would say stop? He didn't actually know. And in, I think it's in Hebrews, it talks about how Abraham had so much faith that he even thought that God may bring him back from the dead, Isaac, because he just trusted that God was good and he had promised that he would have this son. So there was no way he was going to really take him away from him. So it's easy to get discouraged 
during financial hardship. But I wonder if God isn't using these times, these moments of financial hardship to let you experience him as your provider. That through these times, he is actually shaping your heart to truly know what it means to trust in him, to truly have him be your provider and experience it, not just know it intellectually, like, yeah, you know, the Bible says God's my provider, but like to experience it as in you are in need and he provides because it's one thing to always have everything you need and think that God's your provider. But when you really understand that he's your provider is when you really are in need and you're provided for. That's a big difference. And it sears it in your brain that God is taking care of you. Because think about it. You need to know this going forward. If you think that all your success and all the money that you make and everything just works out so perfectly because of your hard work and your amazing ideas and how, you know, how much you hustled, then what's going to happen the more successful you get and the more money you make? You risk the chance and probably will definitely get to a place where you are depending on yourself. You're not thinking about God providing for you. you. It may be like an afterthought, like, oh, yeah, praise God. But it's like, no, in your heart, you think that you did that. You think that you worked so hard and all of that money and success came from you. And that is something that God does not want for you. And you don't want that for you either. You don't want to be self-reliant and thinking that God is just in the background somewhere while you're doing everything in your own power. And God warns about this in Deuteronomy 8, when he tells the children of Israel, when they're getting ready to go across the Jordan, and they're getting ready to leave the wilderness. He tells them very clearly, do not forget who brought you here. Do not lose sight that I am the one that provides for you because that is where we experience his blessing and his fullness. And he's able to fully provide for us in abundance and use us in amazing ways. But he does not want us to be full of pride and to completely turn away from him. And that's what that path will lead to. If you don't learn this lesson now, before you get to the point of success. That sounds kind of depressing, maybe. So what does it look like to trust him to provide? What's the practicals here? And what I do want to say is that this does not mean just sitting around and waiting, usually. I mean, I guess if God, God could tell you to wait, and that could be a thing. But I think we fall into this trap of thinking that we just need to sit and pray really hard, and that God is just going to put money in our bank. But God is not usually, that's not usually the the way he acts, the way he does things, according to scripture anyway. So looking at scripture, we see so many examples of God providing after someone does work or takes step in obedience. So I think of the widow, the widow with Elisha with the oil and the flour. I mean, she takes a step of obedience in that she's getting ready to make her own last meal for her and her son before they die. And he says, make this for me and God will never let you go without with her food. And it just keeps going over and over and over. She has just enough every single day, every single day, not more. It just never runs out. And that was a step of faith, an act of obedience, because I mean, she could have said no. And then, you know, and it was a risk because that was her last meal, her son's last meal. And then I think of the story about the widow whose husband died and she had a debt and she was going to have to sell her sons to pay for this debt. And so she goes to Elisha and she says, how, 
how am I going to pay for this? And he says, well, what do you have in your home? And she said, oil. And he said, get all the jars from all your family and friends and everything. And then shut the door and fill the oil jars. And she filled them up, all of them, more than she even had. And she had enough to not only pay off the debt, but to pay for the, her living for the rest of her life. And again, active obedience and taking the action to see that miracle happen. And then I think of the Israelites, you know, their harvest, God said this over and over, especially in Leviticus, he talks about blessing the works of their hands. And he gave them an abundant harvest, but they had to do all the work of sowing and tending and all of those things for months until they got the harvest. So how do we take these examples and apply them to our lives? So first, I would say pray, of course, pray, ask your heavenly father for the provision that you need. Be specific. Yes, he already knows what you need, but he also wants you to ask. Again, this is the that connection between you asking and realizing that he's providing. It's going to solidify in you as well that he is your provider, acknowledging that this is not in your power. Okay, so the second one would be to work, right? So you need to do the work or task that he's already given you. He's already put something in front of you. He's already told you that you're supposed to do a business. So just keep doing the work that's put in front of you. Work diligently. Don't necessarily, well, we'll get to that in a minute, but don't just start jumping around and doing a bunch of random things. Diligently do the work that he's already put in front of you. He wants to bless the work of your hands, but if you aren't working, he probably isn't gonna just drop money in your bank account right? God over and over in scripture blesses obedience and action. So do your work unto him, trust in who God says he is in scripture and who he's shown to be in your life and do your work unto him. Believe in his goodness to bless your effort, but you still have to depend on him for the growth, right? It's kind of like the whole sowing and reaping. You can, they can plant, you know, you can plant and sow and all these things intended. But at the end of the day, God brings the harvest, like it's up to him. And you're just praying that he is going to bring the harvest. But I want to caution you here, because this is where you need to be careful not to think this is some kind of formula, where, you know, it's like, I'm going to put in work plus time, and then I'm going to equal money because God said he would, God still decides when and how he will provide. But in general, you can still operate in faith that he loves you and will provide for you. And at the end of the day, though, just trusting in whatever happens. Also, I want to caution you at this step to not strive or start hustling. Work hard, yes, and be diligent. But this doesn't mean work a ton of hours and neglect your family and and all of those things like kind of going crazy to put in whatever amount of work it takes to get what you need. Remember that This is your calling, but you also are called to motherhood and being a wife and taking care of your home if those things are part of your life. And you can't just neglect all of those things to to kind of in your own effort, try to earn the money you need in the other one. But just keep on working diligently and in a way that honors God and believe that he is fair and just and that he will provide for you. And that leads me to the third part, which is asking him for directions. So this is where you can ask God if there's anything extra, anything special he's wanting you to do, right? Maybe he wants you to run a sale. Maybe he wants you to offer coaching calls. Maybe there's some kind of product that he's been putting on your heart and you just have not created the thing. And when you pray and and are asking his guidance in this area, like, is there anything that I need to do that I haven't done yet? 
then listen, listen for what he says, and then act in obedience, whatever it is he puts on your heart to do. And just again, being careful of your heart in this way that you're not striving, but he may give you something to do, you know, because this is a way that he can give you to receive that provision. But you have to say yes, you have to do the thing. And this actually happened to me recently. So I was doing a podcast recently. And kind of at the last minute, I felt led to add a section in there specifically about offering a specific kind of coaching call. And I was like, huh, I wasn't really thinking about doing that for this episode, but okay. And so I just acted in obedience. I offered the coaching call. And the next day, someone reached out to me and said they heard that and they wanted to book a coaching call with me. And it was such a quick turnaround of me. I had I had just been praying about provision and asking God for the needs of the business and my family and things just all, you know, whether you're in need or you have what you need already, it's still good to keep asking. So I was praying for that provision and this happened the very next day. And I just thought it was such an amazing reminder of how quickly God can do things in your life like that. And then finally, look for him to work. So I want you to notice how God shows up and provides for you. It may be in ways that you expect, and it may not be in ways that you expect. So see all provision, any provision in any form as coming from him. And I want to encourage you to write it down. Just like keep a little note of how you're provided for in this particular season, in these particular requests that you're that you're asking of God. So you can really see how he really is answering your prayers But you might miss it if it's not in the way that you thought. And later, you'll be able to remind yourself next time when this comes up, because I guarantee you this is not going to be a one and done situation. He will keep going over this with you over and over and over again until it is really, really strong in you. I mean, so it could be things like it comes in through your husband's business. It could be that somebody brings over a gift card for something. It could be that somebody provides, you know, offers you to go out for dinner and they pay for dinner. Now you didn't have to do that or or whatever, like look for everything and see how God is working. So instead of feeling like things always barely work out, because I'm sure you're thinking if you look back on how things have gone, even though it might have felt tight for you in certain seasons, or maybe you're in that season right now, it always seems to work out. If we're not careful, we will think that's because we worked so hard, we had to scramble and we had to figure it out, but we made it, right? But what if we shifted to see that as God providing, that he's providing just in time, just like he did with Abraham and Isaac. So look for the lesson, look for how God is trying to develop your faith and character in times like this. So just a quick recap on those steps. Number one is to pray and ask for the provision. Number two is to work on what he's already given you to do. Number three is to ask him if there's anything extra, anything specific, special, et cetera, that he wants you to do right now in this season. And number four is to look and see how he's working. Expect, anticipate that God has heard your prayer and that he is going to answer it. All right. I hope that blesses you. I hope that... This helps you through these seasons that can be hard with financial struggles, with fear around money, etc. And if you do these steps and you find that you're still struggling through really comprehending and understanding how God could possibly provide for you, or you have a lot of fear, you're just having a hard time letting go of that. And I just want to say that if you take these steps and you implement them or you try to implement them, yet you still find yourself 
so fearful around money and worried and you can't figure out how to just trust God and to truly let go of a lot of this fear around it. I want to encourage you. I want to remind you that I do offer coaching sessions and these are the power hour breakthrough sessions are amazing because this is where we can really dive in to the to the root behind whatever is getting in your way where you can have that breakthrough and finally figure out what God is trying to show you what lie he wants you to see and that you can put his truth on that so that you can move forward in your life in your business in your relationship with him because if if you don't know what that deep rooted problem is then it's going to be really hard to fully experience the blessings that he has for you the the provision because you're saying no to it so if that's you if you're needing extra coaching around this fear around money, the doubt, worry, etc. I encourage you to book a coaching session with me. You can grab one of those at mamawithacalling.com slash coaching. And they're very limited spots. It is summer and we started homeschool. But I am here to provide that support for you. And I have a few spots a week open and I would love to support you in that. So again, mamawithacalling.com slash coaching. Sign up for that and let's get you that breakthrough. All right, that's it for today's episode. I'll see you next time. And in the meantime, keep pursuing your calling. Thanks for listening to the Mama with the Calling podcast. As always, you'll find the show notes for today's episode at mamawiththecalling.com slash podcast. Really quick before you head out, are you loving these episodes? To make sure this podcast gets in the ears of as many mamas as possible, please head on over to Apple Podcasts and leave a review. And while you're there, make sure you subscribe so you don't miss out on any future episodes. I'm going to be reading your reviews on the podcast, so I can't wait to hear from you. Also, if you know someone that needs to hear these episodes, grab a screenshot and share it on Instagram. And don't forget to tag me at Mama with a Calling so I can share it in my stories. Until next time, keep pursuing your calling.